0: Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. I'm your host, Rebecca from homeschoolon.com, and today's episode is titled When They're Falling Behind. That's right, we're going to be talking about when homeschooling is maybe not going as smoothly as we had planned, and when our children are falling behind in their lessons or even full grades behind where they should be. This isn't an easy topic to talk about, so go grab yourself some coffee, seriously, you're going to need it, or tea, and let's dive in and talk about the nitty-gritty of homeschooling. So this podcast episode was inspired by a couple of emails that I've received this week, quite a few actually, from various people who are feeling like because their child is behind either in their math or their writing or their reading, that they are somehow failing at this. And especially the reason that this comes up isn't all based from their own expectations of themselves, which we talk about a lot on this podcast, our expectations of ourselves and how those can kill our homeschool. The problem is, is that often in these kind of situations, The problem is coming from other people. It's because homeschooling, people want homeschooling to have a good name for itself. We want to share all of the stories of famous people who were homeschooled. We want to share all the stories of, you know, people who are making it in their lives who, wow, they were homeschooled. See, homeschooling does work. And that's true. And I don't want to devalue that. And I don't want to discourage anybody from doing that in any way. Because that's encouraging for anybody to hear those stories. But sometimes we we see the outcome, we don't see the journey. You know, when we go and we look at famous people who were homeschooled in the past, a lot of them have a journey and it was not as pretty as what we probably think it was. We look at it and we say, wow, they were a famous inventor or they are an Olympian or they're like the youngest person to be on the Senate or whatever. We look at their accomplishments and then we say they were homeschooled. So obviously they're uber smart. (laughs) But let's take a look at the fact that they probably have an entire story of a journey along the way that maybe was less pretty. Maybe they were pulled out of the school system because they were behind, because they were struggling. And they were able to thrive in a homeschool environment, maybe they were able to think outside of a box in a homeschool environment because they weren't put into a restriction of GPAs and grades and learning certain things at certain times. And that freedom and flexibility gave them the creative space to be who they ended up becoming. So I'm not saying that for everybody. Maybe there's people who have been homeschooled who were absolute geniuses and, you know, just did amazing in school from day one, didn't matter what they were doing or how they were doing it. And, and that's not really what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the vast majority of the world. I'm talking about the vast majority of the examples that we pull out of our back pockets and share with people or share on social media about homeschooling. The second thing that we do as homeschool moms often is go to co-ops or church or wherever we're going to and we share about our kids being homeschooled and how great it is. And that's fantastic. But not all kids are are, are homeschooled either for the same purposes or the same values or the same reasons as you. In fact, there's huge disparity in, in why we're homeschooling. One mom will choose to homeschool because she wants her child to have a stellar education and she feels that a large school classroom environment is stifling her child because they're not getting that one-on-one time and if she could teach them at home and and teach them where they were getting that one-on-one direct time with her that their kids would get the best education possible. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that being a motivator or the reason that someone chooses to homeschool. That person likely has a value of very high grades and seeing results because that's the whole reason they're doing this. So the whole reason they're doing it and everything in their approach is I want to challenge my child. I want to push my child. I want to see results from my child because I know that they can do better if they have that one-on-one with me than they could in the school environment. So those are the parents often that have kids that are a- ahead or advanced. It's, it's all about A, their goals, but also their child. And, and the reason that they pulled them out wasn't that they were struggling or that they had learning challenges. It was that they wanted to challenge them further. Okay, so that is one example. But there are a lot of homeschool moms that choose to homeschool their kids because their kids are getting left behind. They're getting left behind behind whether they have some learning challenges or maybe they have no learning challenges it's just moving too fast or there's not enough repetition or they're goofing off and not focusing on their lessons and they pull them out and homeschool them and they're already two steps behind and now they feel like they're constantly paying catch up. Maybe someone's choosing to homeschool because their child does have learning challenges and is unable to keep up. And it doesn't matter if you teach them at home or teach them in school. The point is not about the education that they're getting. The point is that their brain development is not there. It's hitting a wall. Something is not going through. It's not working. It's not speaking and they need out of the box and they need to be able to approach it different ways and they need repetition and so they are again working on a totally different playing field than somebody who is trying to challenge their kids. So part of it comes from just identifying and understanding for all of us that we are all in different places on this journey and not just different places on the same journey. We're actually all on really different journeys. We're all on very different paths of what we want out of this whole homeschool thing. Are we looking for a relationship and, and you know, is our value to instill our own values and morals to our kids? Are we looking for adventures and the fun stuff and thinking outside of the box are we looking for identifying our children's passions and being able to have them graduate maybe not being good at everything but being really good at one thing are we homeschooling to challenge our kids I mean there's so many reasons there's so many goals there's so many paths there's so many options that we really cannot do this anymore it's got to stop it's got to stop because I'm getting emails for moms who are feeling like they're failing because their kids are behind. But when I talk to them, their kids are behind because they're at a different place in in their their homeschool and they they are dealing with different challenges than the people that are talking to them. So we can't really put it into a box and say this is the way it is and homeschool kids are smarter. Uh not necessarily. So let's just have a little like truth bomb here and talk about my own kids, okay? Because I don't want to just preach at you. I want to give you some examples. Never once from day one was my goal to have my kids be super, super smart, to have my kids graduate with a really high GPA. I never in my head imagined or thought or dreamed that I was going to even give my kids a a more stellar education than what they could receive at school. That isn't my value and that isn't my purpose. My purpose is actually less of my children's education. It is more of their character, their morals, and their values. That is my value system. That is why I am doing it. So every once in a while, I get caught up in feeling like I'm failing Okay, I'm just like you guys, I feel the same things you do, I see other people's Pinterest stuff, I see other people's Instagram stories, and I think, man, we're behind. And every time I think of that, I have to correct myself and remind myself, no, I'm not running their race. I'm running my race. And on my race, that's not my value. That's not my goal. My kids are all learning and developing differently. And my purpose as a homeschool mom is not to push my kids along. My purpose as a homeschool mom is to teach to my child. And I don't have your child, I have my child. And my child is struggling with this. So it doesn't matter if I use that curriculum or that curriculum or that curriculum. It doesn't matter if I push them really, really hard and they're crying or if I take it really, really, really easy and and we go really slowly and it takes us two years to do what everyone else does in one or three years to do what everyone else does in one. Because my point, what I'm doing and my goal and my purpose is to teach to what my child needs And that's going to change. And it changes from child to child to child. And there is no perfect answer. There's not even a perfect answer for a child for, for forever. Like one child might have, okay, we need to slow down on this. And then all of a sudden they catch up and now they need to slow down. That it changes. It's fluid. Homeschooling is so incredibly flexible. And you have to be flexible to be able to constantly be changing with your kids. So in my home, I have five kids that I homeschool. My youngest is four, my oldest is 10. He'll be turning 11. Now, I have shared this story many times, but just a recap of where all my kids are at. My oldest son is 10. He was my, obviously, my first one that I homeschooled. I homeschooled right from the very beginning, homeschooled him in kindergarten, and it was just a gong show. It was horrible. I was impatient. I had incredibly high expectations of myself and him and what it would be, but I had three, no, two two kids in diapers at that time and my life was insane and I was barely functioning and and it was just it was just a gong show. It just was a very big wake up call year and we did very little school and it was traumatizing and I thought man I suck at this. I really, really, really suck at this and I don't think this is this is for us. I'm not sure I can do this. Because two, remember I was homeschooled myself. So I had very high expectations of this is what a homeschool looks like. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, my mom must have been super mom because she did it, but I'm failing. So so that was my really rough year. And by the end of that year, my son was reading. In the beginning, God created big words that he couldn't have even sounded out. He just He just understood it. He just could read. He could read at more of like a grade two level by the end of kindergarten. And I had taught him Nothing of that. I really hadn't. I really had taught him next to nothing and he just could read. So that wasn't dependent on me. That wasn't some program or curriculum. That was Caleb and Caleb just understood reading very quickly. He is an avid reader. Avid reader. I gave him a novel the other day. He read it in like a day. He will sit and read. He grasps it. He remembers it. He doesn't just read and not remember. He's got fantastic comprehension. Um, His vocabulary is way advanced for his age And, and that's just Caleb. That isn't anything having to do with who I am or how I teach him. That is just my son. So he is advanced in all those things He is behind in math. We are doing grade four math. My son is doing grade five right now. He'll be going into grade six next year and he is about halfway through his grade four or level four with Math Lessons for Living Education Math book. And that is not because of my son not being smart. That is not because of my son um, falling behind because he didn't understand or he was struggling in any way. That's literally because my life has been chaotic and we have been all over the place and moving and we just we just have not been as consistent as I would hope to be and we are behind. So that is my son's situation. He is right now doing an entire week in a day. (laughs) Poor kid. And we're hoping to catch up to at least grade five when through throughout the summer so that he's doing grade five math when he's in grade six. And I'm okay with that. I'm not gonna push it. I'm gonna just let him do grade five math. And I'm confident that it's all going to balance out and he's going to catch up. So, so there you go. There's an example of a child is actually incredibly smart. There's nothing holding him back. He just is behind. Then I have my daughter. My next child was just after having my son who just everything was so easy for. I had my daughter who right now Selah is nine. She'll be turning 10 this year. So she should be going into grade five and she's working at about a grade two level. So we have not done testing with her formally. I have no idea really what I'm dealing with. But I do know with her that um, she just struggles. She struggles with anything big picture. She cannot auditorily process things very easily she she'll try to to hold on to one piece of information and say it over and over and over again in anticipation of what she thinks I'm going to ask but then she's not listening to anything else I'm saying and if I don't ask that exact question then she's retained nothing so her comprehension is very low her memory is very low her interest in school is very low because she doesn't actually grasp it and so it's just she hates it. She's not interested in school. Um, it is a challenge every single day and she's way behind. She's way behind. So now that's an example of of a child that it doesn't matter what curriculum I've tried almost everything it is not a matter of curriculum it's a matter of a block that's happening with my daughter where she's not comprehending things and so I'm, I'm not pushing her I'm working at her level and her pace and we're just doing the math that works for her and we are just doing what works for my daughter so way behind way 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 behind okay then I have my son who is 8 turning 9 he'll be going into grade 4 and he is not working at a grade 4 level from the very beginning he was my preemie baby and he was born so tiny he was tinier than my daughter who was born even earlier than him he was smaller and he was born later if that makes any sense to you so he was like 4 pounds 1 ounce when I took him home from the hospital and he is just behind he always has been he always has been. He walked late. He talked late. He, um, he rode his bike later. He, everything later. He's, he's, he, yeah. he gets along with kids that are about two years younger than him he looks like a six-year-old he's a very small little kid he looks like a six-year-old people have no idea he's eight he plays with six year olds he likes hanging out with the six-year-olds he identifies more with them he's a little bit immature he's a little bit goofy he's got a short attention span because he's basically in my mind more of a six-year-old he does lessons with my six-year-old right alongside her but then my six-year-old is advanced so she is doing more of grade two stuff and just going into grade one and my grade four son is doing more of grade two stuff and supposed to be going into grade four so you can see how my homeschool its it's just a hot mess we're all over the place my youngest is not ready for kindergarten. I can guarantee you she'll be at least a year behind. She Her birthday is end of November and the cutoff is December here. So she's still four and she's nowhere near developmentally ready. So every child learns and develops at their own rate and their own pace. And I don't want you to sit here and think that because I'm a homeschool blogger, that that I have this, you know, amazing thing figured out and all of my kids are super, super smart. That is not the case. I was, my husband and I were talking the other day and we were saying, do we think any of our kids are going to be geniuses? I'm like, yeah, I really don't think that's going to happen. I, and I honestly, I don't actually think that I want that for my kids. Every person that I look at that was a genius, and I'm talking like change the world. People who win Nobel Prizes and change the world. They suffer greatly. It is a hard life. It is a life of, of they lose family because they, they are, are so focused and so driven. They lose their marriages. They lose their kids. They, they go into depression. I mean, it is not an easy path. That's not something that I even, that's where it's not a goal of ours. to to just create these child prodigies. That's not what we're going for. Now that might be what you're going for and that's totally, totally fine and you might have a really gifted child where yes, of course, work with where your child is at. Don't feel like you need to hold them back or that you can't talk about it with other homeschoolers but we just need to be sensitive of the fact that we're all in different places and we need to have maybe a little bit more grace with one another, and maybe a little bit more realism with one another, that probably your child is ahead in some areas and likely they're behind in some areas because nobody is a master of everything. Nobody is. So maybe they're fantastic at their reading and writing, but maybe they struggle with math or vice versa, or maybe they love science because they're interested in science and they're just propelling ahead in science, but social studies is just like, like, you know they want to run so everybody is different and so I want you as a parent to walk away from this today thinking who is my child what does my child need where is my child at how can I fill that in them how can I challenge them but also be aware of their limitations how can I push them and and show them that I expect greatness from them and then I know they can do it and have that faith in them without killing their spirit for learning see like with my my daughter who is nine it's my greatest challenge more so than any of my other kids because my son who's behind he has no learning challenges He's just behind in everything, but he has great comprehension. He listens very well. He thinks very deeply. So sure, he hates writing. He's way behind in it, but that stuff's going to come. His mind is there. My daughter's mind is not. And so we constantly hit a wall and I feel like I walk a very thin line between understanding where I should push her. And where I should do that because I don't want to just, just, okay, well, we'll just back way off and do nothing because the message I'm speaking to my daughter then is I don't think you can do it. So I want to push her and I want to show her I have faith in her and I want to encourage her that even though it's hard, I have faith in you, but I also don't want to damage her own enthusiasm and interest. And that is very important right now because she already is so disinterested in school. So it is a fine line and that's what I'm dealing with right now with her is, okay, we're going to push you over here, but as soon as I can tell that it's getting to be too much, we're going to do something fun. And we're going to break it up and trying to make sure that she has some things that she can do independently so she doesn't feel like everything, because right now everything has to be done with me, with her. Because if it's not done with me in a very specific way, she retains and learns nothing. So it has to be with me, but then she feels like she's always waiting on me. I mean, I have four other kids and she feels like she's way behind and so again finding those little things that she can do on her own so that she feels like she is the same as the rest of the kids that she's not just the the different child in our in our house that is so important to me that she does not feel like she's ostracized or or so incredibly different and so you know we talk openly in our family about all my kids struggles we talk openly about their strengths and we talk openly about their weaknesses I don't want my kids growing up thinking this mindset, the special snowflake mindset of I'm so amazing because my mommy told me so. Yeah, you are amazing at this and you rock at that. You struggle with this and we're going to work on it. And you need to, you know, start pressing in on this thing or that character thing in you is... You know, we're going to tackle that this year. I want my kids to understand that they've got strengths and they've got weaknesses. And we all have to be working on them. And we all have to be gentle with each other's strengths and weaknesses because we all have them. So anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. My main thing I wanted to do was to give you a glimpse into my home so that you can see that clearly, even though I'm posting all these pictures and we're doing all this school and, you know, especially right now, we're doing summer school and we're really digging in and that is because, my, like I said, some of my kids are behind and so we are doing school all summer long. And I have a very strict schedule. This week was insane, but we did it. We made it through now six full days of lessons, morning baskets, afternoon baskets. It's been amazing. And I feel like they've learned so much, really, like really actually learned it. And so we're loving it. And as you're looking at my Instagram, I don't want you to ever look at what I post or what I do and think, wow, she is doing so much and I'm failing somehow because this is coming out of seasons of doing pretty much unschooling with a month of school and then unschooling with a month of school. So we're a hot mess over here and we have kids that are all working at different stages and ages and and strengths and passions and, and weaknesses and things they hate and I deal with whiny kids and I deal with fussing and all the same things that you are dealing with in your home. Let's stop comparing one another. Let's stop thinking that where somebody else is at applies to where we are at It might and it might not. Let's be open. Let's share our stories with one another and be open to hearing other people's input and advice and doing that from a place of grace, not from a place of I know everything because nobody knows everything. So having grace for each other and sharing gently with each other and you guys, we can create a community that fosters homeschooling success. Because it's not success based on a model that not everybody can fit. It's success based on you and based on the individuality of that family and that person and that child and that mom. So that's my encouragement to you today. Go and find a homeschool mom that you're friends with. Give her a call. Truly, truly, truly listen. Say, how is homeschooling going for you? Share one thing that you're struggling with right now. Let her, let that be the the tipping point where she sees, okay, it's an icebreaker. You know what? She's sharing something she's struggling with. It's going to open up a whole new level of communication between you guys when she can share and you can share and you guys can start to be more real with one another and authentic with one another and probably find all sorts of new ideas that you never even thought of. And please do not go and look on mine or anybody else's social media and compare your family and think that somehow everyone else has the golden ticket and that you are failing at this. If there is nothing else that you walk away from today, walk away with this, that everybody is a little bit failing, okay? we're all a little bit failing. Nobody is like rocking everything. And if they're rocking homeschooling, pretty, pretty much they're probably sucking at, you know, cooking or baking or they're not spending any time with themselves. And so because they don't ever, ever, ever have a moment to even think, then eventually they just, you know, kind of go a little crazy I've been in that place, by the way, I'm saying that from personal experience, Um, or they're not spending any time with their husband and they're fighting with their husband or whatever. Nobody is rocking everything all the time. Nobody is. So we're all a little bit failing. So we can share our little bits of failures and you can look at somebody's Instagram or Pinterest and know, oh, that's such a nice staged picture. And then you can think, I wonder what piles of mess are hiding behind the corners because we all have it and being understanding of each other's messes both metaphorically and literally speaking because my house is a mess all right I'm gonna wrap this up I hope you guys have an amazing 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 homeschool week it is Monday you are about to go forward and go forth and rock a brand new week in your life whether you're homeschooling or whether you guys are taking summer break right now doesn't matter. Go and rock your week with your kids. Go enjoy, find learning experiences and everything and enjoy the process. Keep calm and homeschool on.